let's move on to Alperin Shingun. Since you you say you got to talk to him, what I mean, what did he say, man? Like I'm I'm watching that game last night, and I'm like, dude, if, if I don't know if I've been more wrong about a player that the Rockets have had, where I just man, I just didn't think that he could could be a guy that could night in and night out or on any given night just take over games the way he did toward the end of that. Uh, you know, I, I guess we're talking fourth quarter um, before things unravel a little bit in overtime against the Bulls, but. Is Alperin Shingun? Last time we talked, we you know we said that he was playing maybe at an All Star level, but there's a lot of guys that play at an All Star level, and there are only so many guys that can go to All Star game. What about now? Is is he strengthening his All Star case? And, and what were some of the what were some of the things that y'all talked about out there on the road? I think he is strengthening the case. I don't know if he'll get there. I, he's not going to be voted in. I, it, it's too hard to be voted in uh, in the West, where you're dealing with you know it's the top three. Um, forwards and centers, they all get lumped together and you're dealing with Jokic and you're dealing with LeBron and Anthony Davis and and, uh, and Kevin Durant. Like, you're just not going to crack that top three, uh, at least not right now. But he's got a chance to be reserved. That's voted by uh, the coaches handled all-star reserves and basically every head coach absolutely raves about the guy whenever they play the Rockets. So he's got a chance. And one of the things that I brought up with him, uh, there's only been one Turkish player uh, who has been an NBA all-star, and that was Mehmet Okor. And I, I said this to him. You know you're, there's only been one Turkish player to make the all-star team, and before I could tell him who it was, he already knew. It was Mehmet Okur, and Mehmet Okur is an idol of his and somebody that he has a relationship with, and he'll text, and and so like he's got a chance to to match Mehmet Okur. Now, and then I brought up, well, Mehmet Okur never went to two all-star games, so he's got a chance to maybe – to maybe eclipse Memeto Core to to be uh, you know a multi a multi time all star and, and it's it's there for him and um, he has talked so much this was something that we talked about that I talked about with him last year about just like how he knew that this was going to be a big year for him and he worked really hard um, he said that he was in the gym and he worked out with this Serbian coach and I, I don't have his his name with me uh, right at I've got it on my phone. Um, but they worked on some of the offensive stuff. They worked on the fundamentals um, and he stayed in the gym, whether it was in Santa, he was in Santa Barbara quite a bit because it's, it's too hot in Houston. Uh, did not really, he did not vacation at all. He said he took one week of vacation with the family and that was it. Everything else was basically spent in the gym and you could tell like he came into camp ready and focused. And that was kind of a difference from last year where he came into camp and he wasn't in shape and he did not play well during camp. He did not play well in the preseason. He got benched to start the season, and that was a big motivating, a big motivator for him. Where basically he told himself, "Well, they think Bruno Fernando is better than me." Well, now he went out and proved that Bruno Fernando is not better than him, and so it's uh, he's shown a great deal of maturity. Um, he is more than willing to admit when he's not good. And you know, you look at last night's game. Ime Udoka said, "Yeah, he, he played one half of basketball. It was a great half of basketball." And and Alfred Shingun has no problem admitting, "Yeah, you know, I was bad." I was really bad in the first half and I did not, I just didn't have it. But in the second half, it, it was different. And so uh, that's what, that that's the sort of stuff that you want to see. Now you would like to see him play 40 minutes or 48 minutes of basketball and then play hard all 48 minutes and play at a high level all 48 minutes, but it's a long season and, and that's not always going to be the case. So um, he he's played well, he's playing hard on both ends of the floor, chase down blocks, all this other stuff. You know, he's, he's the, the thing with the, he's Walt basically making himself a wall, uh, at the rim so it has been I know people thought it was there and uh, he's proving a lot of people right yeah he, he's 
He's actually surprised me. I thought he was hopeless defensively. I know you, you just mentioned a lot of people thought it was there. I didn't think it was there in in terms of the the defense. I thought he was a talented offensive player, really crafty, and, and seeming like a kind of a maybe wise beyond his years kind of in, in, in understanding, you know, uh, it, it maybe to a fault because he'd go for the spectacular play and a lot of times when he shouldn't, but – uh, or when there was a more simple play to be made. But the the defense, man, and I think you uh, sort of at the top of this mentioning how much work he put in in his body. We, and we've talked about this before, but he just – he seems like a sturdier dude now, man. And so now I'm, I'm far less surprised, but still somehow surprised. Like when he's cooking uh, Vucevic, when he's cooking Vucevic at the end of the game there, just when he's making plays – and I'm like, this guy's really taking over the game. Like you mentioned, he'd only played one half. But, you know, I, I, I'm at a point in the season with the Rockets where, like, I know that they've got a number of guys who can close a game for them. And that number is really, like, two. It's Alperin Shagun and Fred Van Bleet. Like, those are the guys that you're going to rely on at the end of a game to, to close it out for you or that you probably should rely on. Um, because those are your probably and and certainly their two man action might be the best thing that you got going, you know. So um, so I, I'm surprised, um, or I guess I should say I was surprised. I'm starting to be less surprised as he continues to strengthen this case. But I think defensively is the biggest thing that he's not alive. Like I I felt like if Shingun was going to be your starting center, it magnified whoever your backup center was going to be because he was going to have to play at some point just just to make up for the defensive lapses that you were going to have with Shingun out there. Now that's not even necessarily the case. They don't really have a backup center. Talked about Jabari Smith sort of playing that role, and they're able to survive it because he's not out there hurting them on defense the way that I was kind of expecting them to. Well, he's not fouling anymore. Uh, you know, how many times was he in foul trouble his first two years in the league? And now that's not that's not an issue. I mean, this is a guy who is playing 32 minutes a game and averaging three and a half fouls. Last year, he was playing, let's see, 29 minutes a game and averaging the same amount. So he's not fouling. He's able to stay on the floor. Um, that's been a really big key for him. And the other big difference, I think, is that he would fade at the end of games last year. And, like, you'd go through his scoring average, and, and we did this at one point during the season, but – he would have a big first quarter and then those numbers would dip as each quarter went along. And now you're seeing a game like last night where he's getting stronger as the game goes on and he's carrying them in the fourth quarter. I don't think he could have carried a team in the fourth quarter last year. And yeah. so that's part of being in better shape, being better conditioned, getting his body right. And that's why I think that he's been able to take this big leap just because man, in the fourth quarter, a lot of these centers, they're, they're going to get tired and to be able to take advantage of that, when you're in better condition than the other guy, I think that's been really important for him. So I, this has been, he's exceeded, I think the expectations that I would have had for him. Uh, and he is showing that he is a legitimate, you know, a, a high level, maybe even star level player in this league. Well, that was going to be my question. Is he a player that you build around? I mean, we, we, we talked about this on the podcast about how important this year was for him and or for Alperin Shingun and Jalen Green. You know, year three, what kind of extent are they getting the max extension? What is the sort of plan and vision for the team beyond this? What like what are they doing? What are they building around? Is he is he uh, we know he's strengthening his all star case this year. Is that is that strong enough to strengthen his franchise 
centerpiece case? I don't know yet. Um, I think he's trending that way. That's what I'll say. He's trending that way. Yeah, um, I agree. And just just because it's such a, he's so it's such a unique player and it's such a unique skill set that you don't really see teams built around players like this anymore. There's basically one, maybe two, like Jokic. I don't. I, I think he's got. I don't think he's got. Embiid has a very different skill set than what he has. But I think those are probably the only two at this point. And so that's why I think that's just, it's such a unique case. Um, would I go the max? Probably not, but I don't think I would, there are very few guys that I think I'd want to give a max to just because you are, that's a five, that's a five-year commitment at an awful lot of money. That's a quarter billion dollars. That That's a, that's a lot. So I, I would probably be a little, you know, um, a little more selective when it comes to that type of a contract, especially with the way the CBA is going to work out and they're going to have to pay Javari Smith. They're going to have to pay Target. You're going to have to pay all these guys eventually. Uh, so that I think is a more difficult question and you don't have to do anything this summer. I mean, you can say, Hey, play it out. You know, if you think you're worth a max, go play like it next year and then we'll match whatever you get. So I, I think that it's a, it's a, it's an interesting spot that they're in with it. But uh, I, I think that he is trending towards being a guy that you build around. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, everything that you said about it, like I'm, I've gotten to, you know, when I watch him throughout the year and start accepting that he's just way better than I was giving him credit for, just flat out, you know, admit it. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm, you know, the next logical question for me is, so is this the player that they build their team around? And and so now what does that look like? Because we know we talk about this all the time, too. The Rockets don't have nearly enough shooting, you know, like they don't have nearly enough shooting on this team. And if Alper, to me, if Alpern Shingun is going to be franchise centerpiece, it's time to start thinking about and not like right now, today, in this moment, as they're you know playing games and everything. But when you get into the offseason, start thinking about the vision for this team. What are the kinds of players First, do you have how like okay? How many players do you have already that fit well within that uh, within that infrastructure? And what kind of players do you need to be bringing in here? Like you obviously need more shooters, and and that that's something for me. Like I've I've left the point of you talk about where where you were a year ago. You know, I've left the point of hey, you know, Jalen Green as the franchise player and all this kind of you know narrative stuff. It's like no, well, you know what? Now it's Okay, where does Jalen Green and different players on the team right now fit in with fit within the idea of a team that you're building around Alpern Shingo? You know, do they shoot well enough? Do they do other things well enough uh, without the ball? You know, and, and if so, great. And if not, then you're trying to find players that are like that. You know, that that that's where I am. I don't know about the max, and then like I'm kind of with you too on the let them play it out another year before you figure out what you pay them. But in terms of how you build the team, what the team actually looks like with this guy on the team, you know, I'm just like, hey, man, it's it's time to go get shooters. You know, you need you need you need to go get shooters and guys who can defend. They 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 shoot it better, and like Fred Van Vliet had an awesome shooting year before last night. He was over forty percent from three. I don't know what he's at now after last night. Um, Dylan Brooks has had a great shooting season when he's been on the floor. Uh, Jabari Smith, as we talked about, he's, he's shot the ball really well. I think the big thing, they need some more consistency from that other, from Jalen Green uh, at, at that spot. But you can surround him with shooters. You surround him with cutters. He's become a really good role man. Uh, that Jalen Green, Alperin Shingun pick and roll has been really, really good. So 
I, I think that I think he, I don't think he's a, a hard guy to build around. I think the big thing is defensively. Do you have guys who can at least mask some of his deficiencies at that end of the floor? And so far, they've done really well with it. I mean, they have they have what a top five defense right now, and that's with him playing every single game. So I, I don't think that there is any reason to think that you can't maintain a really good defense. You can't. I think you can have a really good team with him on the floor. And I think that the team that they are building right now, it all kind of fits together. So I, I think that so far they're they're on the right track with this.